You know what I think is underrated in this film? Huh. That most people probably don't give credit for? The saxophone. The tried and true saxophone of like lethal, lethal weapon, weapon and those gritty cop movies of the 80s and 90s yeah, great. Uh, is, is apparent here throughout. And anytime they get to those like emotional scenes, they lean into that sax yeah. and it is the perfect emblem to those, yeah. to those types of movies. It, it, it places you in that genre so uh, well and yeah. so sarcastically because I don't think anyone notices that, those yeah. type of things. So you should notice the saxophone in that, in that film. The saxophone itself is a joke. Did you guys know that? All right, Keith? Yeah? Why don't you tell us what we're here to talk about today? This episode... Of The Chamber. Of The Chamber. Ooh. Branding. <laughs> yes, The Chamber. We're gonna dig into the crates and we're gonna talk about a film called The Other Guys. Other guys. How do they walk away in movies without flinching when it explodes behind them? There's no way! The movie industry is completely irresponsible for the way they portray explosions! It's a comedy, so <laughs> therefore you know I am heavily in favor of this film if we're going to be talking about it because... Yeah, I think, I just want to say, get this out of the way, I think it's pretty fucked up that we're talking about the other guys when that was one of your vote choices. Yeah. My other vote choice again, Tremors. We're not talking about Tremors, the movie I've been talking about since we started this show. Listen, we're never going to talk about Tremors. Listen. F. F, there's no reason. Every day I wake up sad that, that you don't care more and that you don't care more. I respect that you guys don't care more. Everybody cares. Okay, anyways, the other guys. All the gunfights, all the car chases, all the sex we don't want to have with women, but we have to all do to what you guys do. Thank you. And we do it again and again. Hey, 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 you shut your face! 2010, Adam McKay. Yeah. Leading a cast of uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, Eva Mendez, Steve Coogan, mm -hmm. Michael Keaton. Yes. Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson, Samuel L. Jackson, and a talented array of lessers. Yes. Damon Wayans Jr. Don't forget, show him some respect. Rob Riggle. Wayans. What? Oh, that, oh, that's a Wayans? Yeah, it's Damon Wayans' son. Damon Wayans Jr. Damon Wayans is old enough to have a son who's 30 years old? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, what has happened to our lives? <laughs> well, we're old now. <laughs> we're... I mean, it's not 1988. <laughs> no, not anymore. No. All right, great. I love all of the Wayans. Damon Wayans is probably my favorite Wayans, and his son I find very funny as well, so. Hey, uh, Bilbo Baggins, where are your shoes? Your feet are black. Let's start here. Who's the funniest in this movie? Give me one person. Funniest person in this movie. Michael Keaton. Captain Gene. It's just Captain. It's just Captain. It's not Captain Gene. I don't have a kiddie show. Michael Keaton is the best character in this film. Agree, disagree? I mean, I'm going to disagree just to be different. Oh, you son that's of correct. a bitch, of you're the wrong. Main, of the main cast. That's correct. Okay. And that's, I'll say, uh, we can talk about Michael Keaton. I that's what I remember the most about this movie, honestly, is like being blown away, like, oh, Michael Keaton's back. Because I feel like he hadn't been in anything in a long time. I was going to say that too. It felt like he, I don't want to say disappeared, because Michael Keaton I don't think has ever disappeared. No, but it was but he, like there was a hiatus. There was a lull. That's a yeah. good way to, that's a good way to yeah. phrase it. I, I remember being like, yes, I love, I've always liked Michael Keaton. And then coming up in this film, like with this cast, with Adam McKay, I was super excited about it. I was like, oh, I, and, he play, and the role, like the, the angry captain, yeah. I thought all, it was all at a perfect uh, thing for him. 
It's like a, a multiplicity hangover. Is what that's called. You do multiplicity. And you tell me you don't like multiplicity. Get, I couldn't, can't tell you I've ever seen it. I just know one of his characters is probably offensive by today. today's standards. She touched my peppy, Steve. I saw it in theaters. If anyone's surprised, if I saw multiplicity in theaters, he ripped me off. Voices, multiplicity completely ripped me off. What came first, multiplicity or voices? Erroneous. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my vote behind, I forget the actor's name, which is terrible, because I should know it, but uh, the bearded man. You're a lucky dog. It's true. <laughs> he is so funny in everything he's in. He is very funny. You probably think because of the beard that I'm really hairy, but uh, I'm not shaved. Higher level, let's widen out a little bit. Okay. We started pretty narrow. What, uh, where, where, like, how does this rank? You're Mr. Comedy. I am Mr. Person. Comedy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to think of a more insulting way to say it, and it came out Douchebag. a little too friendly. <laughs> You're Mr. Comedy. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to get a t-shirt made. For me personally, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's one of my favorite. How do you say that about like 25 movies, though? Sure, I have a lot of, I have a, I have a lot of favorites. How big is that favorite pool? <laughs> it's a 150 yeah, films yeah, it's deep. It's one of my favorite, no. which means it's a comedy film that you've watched. <laughs> and I've watched it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's like Joe Dirt. <laughs> no, it would not, no, get the fuck out of here. You don't like Joe I Dirt? I don't like Joe Dirt, I'm sorry. Oh, I really don't. You gotta do it, I love Joe Dirt. I don't like that, uh, I don't like that, I don't like it. Neither here nor there. The shock of the century. <laughs> it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother episode we could talk about the yeah. comedy of Joe Dirt. Rule number one. I'm number one. <laughs> to me, I would put it's like one of my top ten. What I would put it in my top ten, my personal top ten. I'm not saying it's the best of yeah, all yeah, time, yeah. but Keith Macri's top ten. It'd probably be like ten. It'd probably be a, 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 it would yeah, be flirting of comedy films. Yeah, not films of, of all time. The I think the I feel like this is an often forgot about film. Yes. And and I don't think uh, I don't think that's right. I disagree with anyone who has forgotten about this film, because uh, it's it is not only hilarious, it is a pretty decent film. There's some there's some good filmmaking aspects to it, and you can see the seeds of Adam McKay developing as a director into what he now is. Why do you think it was forgotten? Be it's a good question because it's 2010. That's yes. why. I think 2010, I, I, think this, I think this is the end point for this style of comedy from Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. I think this is the end of it. I think this is the end of the era. The 2000s were a run of this sort of improvised. Your tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man, he had a beard. Cast of interesting characters. Rick, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't know. Crazy sayings. House is a fucking prison on planet bullshit. In the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. Long speeches. We've developed a system to establish a beachhead and aggressively hunt you and your family. And we will corner your, your pride, your children, your How offspring. How are you gonna do that? We will construct a series of breathing apparatus with kelp. We'll be able to trap certain amounts of oxygen. It's not gonna be days at a time, but an hour, hour 45, no problem. That style. Let's keep this six minute take in for this irrelevant. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it feels like there's a lot of that throughout, and that was their, their bread and butter, yeah. you know, and I, but I feel like this is the tail end of that yeah. era. 
And, and that's why I think it often, because it wasn't fresh at this point. It was really funny, but it wasn't fresh. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's my gut reaction as to why I think people were like, okay, yeah, we, we get these, these bits and these zany things. They call that a soup kitchen where they, you know what I'm saying? Like these yeah, just Yeah, that's random. another great scene. <laughs> we will have sex in this car. We got a jar of old mustard and we got a poodle. And we're just gonna get in there. And we're gonna put some D's and some A's. You're incorrect. Okay. Here's the I problem. often am. <laughs> I don't think the film is forgotten. I don't think it was ever. I don't think it ever caught on in a wide way like a lot of those other films did. So I think people who saw it liked it and still like it because everybody I talk to now, it's like aged wonderfully in like the like a cult classic-y almost kind of way. It's like, oh, it's that it's that movie that's not as popular as the other movies that Will Ferrell was doing at the time. And I think why it didn't catch on is sort of what I've brought up before with maybe some of Adam McKay's films, we talked about Anchorman and some other comedies and stuff, is this film is really unique tonally because it's not quite Anchorman stepbrothers, yeah. but it's not quite the big short, obviously, or like a serious. So it is this transitionary moment, but that makes for... I've always loved this film from the first time I saw it. I really it liked it. Sounds like you're gonna insult no, 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 it right no, now. I am gonna insult it a little. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect movie. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like where this is headed. I don't like it's it. It's really good, and I like it more than almost it. I like it more than Step Brothers or Anchorman, any of those other older films. But I think for general audiences, it is it it swings kind of a lot between those that gray area. What what other movie were we talking about that I said did that? Where it's like it's not all the way a spoof, but it's not all the way in the real world. Wet Hot American Summer. Yes, kind of like that, but obviously. Go check out the Wet Hot American Summer. Obviously, Wet Hot American Summer is more over the top in terms of spoof. Yes. But like, where it doesn't quite pick a lane. And so the other guys takes place in the real world. And so a lot of the comedy comes from relatable real world things. But then there are moments, especially in the beginning of the film, where The Rock and Samuel L. jump off the building. Like, that's not a real thing. And so that kind of takes you out of it for a second. And then even when Wahlberg pulls a gun to get Will Ferrell to go to the car, I remember thinking the first one, like, oh, so like, like it, it, it jars you a little. What do you mean he doesn't? Because that's not anything, that's not anything that would ever happen. Oh, oh, when he, like, not, I thought you were talking about his acting. Sorry, no, <laughs> just no, the no. fact that he did that. Sorry. No, no, yeah, the literal fact that in the story, he pulls a gun in the, the police department it's to get this guy to the car. And it's like, it's funny. And especially in hindsight, you watch it again, it's funny. It's funny, he's like, anybody seeing this? He got a gun on me. You know, like, that's funny. But it is like changing rules. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, sometimes it's over the top crazy. And sometimes it's kind of grounded. Yeah. And that, I think, is kind of whiplashy for people. Uh, maybe that we're expecting Anchorman or Step Brothers, like which is fucking it's just crazy banan bananas, you know? I, it's interesting. I hear you. I hear you. I see you. I hear you. <laughs> I acknowledge you. I celebrate you. <laughs> I, I get it. And, and so I, I'm not disagreeing. I just think it's interesting that I was going to say a similar point, but in a positive. Well, I think there's a positive and I just think it just goes to choose what you what you choose to focus on, you know, so whatever yep. you want it to Correct. be. Incorrect. Yep. So, so, but they, what I love about this film, and I love the evolution of it. I get lost in Step Brothers. I'm already taking a diatribe from what I was going to say, but I, I get lost in Step Brothers because it is so. I just it's a Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah, it's, yeah, a it's, it's a two-hour Saturday Night Live sketch, and it, there's no continuity within anything, not yeah. in terms of like the editing or anything, but just. And generally, there's nothing co is cohesive about it. It's just yeah. bits after bits after bits that are just crazy. Yeah. And it's fun. It's, you laugh at it, but it's not a good movie. And we should do an episode on it. 
<laughs> I'd tear it apart. You lose I, a I, lot of fans. I'd probably Keith tear it apart. He's a lot of fans, but his is your bread and butter. I'd probably tear it apart. I don't, I don't put Step Brothers. Step Brothers, Step Brothers is not in my top movies, the top comedy mm-hmm. movies for Keith. It, it barely makes the top 30. <laughs> barely. Uh, but neither here nor there, I digress. What I like about this is that there are things that they take seriously that are grounded and they are consistent throughout, which I think those pillars help me find everything else around it funny. Because I think in any good comedy, there has to be some sort of grounded nature within the universe that that film is building. Of course. On on some level, on some level. And in this film, it's the action scenes. They take those action scenes very, very seriously. The cinematography, the direction, the performances, there's no, there's no uh, true lies moment where there's a gun tumbling down and it's just like, oh my God, or there's no moment where it's like, they're arguing in between this big action. It's like, you gotta get him, I'm gonna get him too. Now what the hell are you doing? What a game, you can pick up ammo off the ground. I got one. There's none of those moments that are- There is with like Samuel L. and The Rock. Yes, that's different. That beginning is, but is a whole satire of those type of guys. And it just proves how, how stupid those characters are. That, that's like the point of that bit. Yeah. And it just, that's only to set up the rest of the film. Yeah. You could legitimately do a big action movie with Sam Jackson and Dwayne. For the whole premise of the thing being that the other guys replaced the superstar cops, it was, it was perfect. But the action sequences from, from then on, let's just say, are very uh, true, true to life. They could be action sequences in a action film. They could be. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that, that help, the comedy builds off, off of that. Because if that was just all silly and goofy, then it just, it's a hot air balloon. It just, it just drifts into nowhere. And you just, you just have no idea. You have nothing to hold on to, nowhere to go. You're just floating around and yeah. you just lose. Yeah. So I like that, but, but I can see where you're saying, oh, it's back and forth. Because there are moments that are a yeah. little more heavier. And I would just say for like your, your normal movie viewer, who doesn't watch movies more than once, which I, I guess is most people, which I only recently found out. I watch movies even if I don't like them five times. I'm like, oh, let's check this let's out Let's check again. it out again. Yeah, <laughs> but like, if you're just somebody that's going to see a Will Ferrell movie, oh, I bet this new Will Ferrell movie is gonna be really funny, I'm gonna go see it, and then the tone kind of throws you a little bit, and even if you laugh at a lot of parts, I bet your casual viewer goes home and kind of forgets about it, and goes, oh yeah, that movie was okay, but like, I didn't get some of it, or it, it, like, it wasn't, you know, because even if it's subconscious, it can throw you off if the, the tone is kind of different. And if you love it, and like we both do, and you go back and keep rewatching and stuff, it doesn't, doesn't matter anymore, because it's just like, funny. I, get the, I think we've talked about this before, it's like, what's the goal of the movie? And I think people go to see comedy movies just to laugh, and that's it. And I think that's kind of silly. Pun intended. It's <laughs> goofy. Oh, hey, get out of my shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I go to comedy movies to still see a good movie. Keith goes to comedy movies to think. <laughs> To feel. I, I need to. <laughs> I need, to be transported. Yes. I, but, but honestly, but, but legitimately, yes. I want to go see a funny movie, but that is still a good movie. That helps still take some of those filmmaking elements seriously. And I think people don't like that. In, some people, I mean, everybody, but some people, to your, somewhat to your point, they go to see these movies and they go, oh, it's, it's not funny enough. Or it's not, like, they kind of lose sight of the... Yeah. The film stuff, yeah. and I think that's a little silly. You're going to see a movie, go see a, a good movie, yeah. and hopefully it makes you laugh. Well, that speaks, we can just briefly touch on, uh, it speaks to like Adam McKay's, like what it seems to be his clear mission with this movie is to get him in the theater, make him laugh at all the goofy stuff, but, stuff, but really make a point about 
like corruption, corruption in the financial <laughs> industry, yeah. which directly precedes the big short. And yes, you see the evolution. Yeah. We sort of felt like because crime has changed, you know, I mean, you have people stealing trillions of dollars, these banks, that it's kind of exciting that you can do a new crime story because it used to always be the drug smuggler or they stole the diamond or, and I think that was part of the problem with the Cop Buddy films is that it, they didn't have any stakes to them after a while. And you know, Bernie Madoff stole $80 billion. Like that's insane. And what does that mean? I remember seeing it and, and, and really liking it and laughing. And then that end credit sequence comes in with all the like stats of like how shitty like yeah. people, the, the, the Wall Street folks that got away with all this stuff in the recession of 2008 and, and beyond uh, and being really like, oh man, like Adam McKay, because this is before he'd done anything like, like this. That, yeah, yeah. And you're like, he's really got something to say. Like he's really mad about this. And I really respected that. And then it's it's even more interesting kind of in hindsight to see where his career has gone. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I bet you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. It was 2011. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what, just about his career in general or the, the, div the divide that is currently Oh yeah, well the divide. Because I, I think that's, I'm very interested in. Yeah, well let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's do a little Adam McKay. Um, I think it is fascinating that he was so successful. Here's what you can say. For whatever your opinion of Adam McKay is and his, and your personal view of his personal views, which he is very public about now, his, his politics and etc. Uh, whatever your views are on that, you cannot deny that he was one of like the most successful comedy directors of the aughts. Let's keep rolling. Uh, Will, can you do it again? Hey, fuckers! Welcome to the neighborhood! I'm Craig. A string of films that were tremendously popular and tremendously financially successful. Yep. And so to see him completely make this switch with the other guys as sort of the fulcrum point. It really is. It's so pivotal, this film, if you think about it. This is the pivotal film in his career, and it's, I think it's funny to, to think about that, that, that this comedy yeah. is the pivotal Changed. moment, is, is, it it's changes exactly. the course. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to cut you off. That's all right, it's all right. Because The Big Short, I think, is phenomenal. I think The Big Short is a phenomenal movie. I think it's so entertaining on, a subject, on subject matter that should not really be, and it's self-aware of that. Yeah. I think it's so uniquely directed and edited, and like, it was really like, holy shit moment. Like, this guy's really talented. Yeah. Vice, I told you, I, I, I couldn't really get into and I was excited at the time because I have strong personal feelings about Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> you love him, Ev loves him. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Cheney guy. He's a huge fan of Dick. I've been saying it my whole life. The, uh, the, he makes, I, those three films I think are great examples. Uh, this film, The Big Short and Don't Look Up is, is three, three great examples of taking dense, uninteresting subject matter and because of his style, his flair, his knack for storytelling, he's made those subjects palatable. Mm -hmm. you, you said it was boring, but imagine in the hands of a worse director, you, like, uh, like if Vice wasn't, I thought it was really good. I, I really enjoyed Vice. I, I just think would make that so much less palatable, so much less enjoyable because of how uh, unfun those subjects mat yeah, matters yeah, are. Totally. It'd be like a book report, I feel like. It'd be totally. like too uber serious. And just like, uh, for, at least for me, I'd just be like, fuck, fuck, I don't, ca I don't care the way that you're presenting it. Yeah. With the exception of Oliver Stone, who could probably also do it. Well, JFK. <sighs> go check it out. Watch the episode. It's a great movie. Like, who trusts the government? <laughs> like, Here we isn't go. That, isn't that a <laughs> universal? <laughs> no, but I mean, come on. Before we move on, I want to get back to the film itself. But still worth noting, and I want to know more about it. So maybe you guys could, could uh, fill in some gaps. Get out of my shop. <laughs> God, at my, at my house, I don't have to deal with this. 
the, the breakup, I think, is super interesting. And the only oh, yeah. one, the reason why I think it's super interesting. So to explain who you're talking about. The breakup between Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. <gasps> yes, they have been lifelong, not lifelong, but uh, career-long friends based from SNL days. The SNL days, 20-year uh, run, probably, of, of, of creating content together. Funny or Die was co-created by the two of them. The, the, the infamous sketch with the landlord. I got my money, bitch. Hey, don't call me bitch. I'm a grown man. And they're not, they've decided not to do it anymore. They've, they've broken up. They're on bad terms. They're on bad terms. And the reason why... And we have the inside scoop. <laughs> we don't. But the reason, why, the reason why I thought it was so fascinating and so interesting to me is it's exactly how I imagine the end of our friendship going. <laughs> that is 100%. Oh, this is a funny turn. Okay. <laughs> I go, oh, this is how it ends. Uh, this is how, this who's, is, who's who? Are you Will Ferrell? Uh, yes. I am Will Ferrell. Okay, so and, what and you are Adam McKay. Great. You are successful and I am not, because yes. I shouldn't be leading movies anymore. <gasps> I love Will Ferrell. Okay, you're a one-note performer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, guys, I want to kill myself. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Um, so for those who don't know, but those probably know more than me, uh, the, 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 the show Winning Time, which is a series on HBO about the Los Angeles. Very Avengers. enjoyable. Worth discussion. We can talk about off-air, too. I want to talk about sex scenes based on that show, but that's neither. A lot of, lot of, lot of cunnilingus. There's a lot show. of sex scenes, and I just feel like they're baseless. And I just think they're just HBO's just like, put some fucking in. That's, that's literally in HBO's byline. <laughs> I know, but it's like egregious now. I'm like, guys. Have you seen it? You haven't seen Game of Thrones. I was going to say, have you seen it? No. Just, they just, they just fuck. They just fuck it out. There's a problem? Guys, fuck it out. Guys, like, put some story in. Put some, Keith, just, like, when in doubt, have them fuck. Keith, uh, I'll watch porn if I want to watch porn. HBO! Warner! You're the first person in the world to complain about HBO having too much sex. Because I'm watching a show about basketball. I, like, I don't want to watch Jerry West fuck someone. Like, that is the worst. I just... So don't, I just... I've, all, I've always thought I'd love to watch Jerry West. <laughs> I've met Jerry West. You know, I want to watch the logo of the NBA fuck someone. Yeah. It's just, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it, and it's pointless and baseless. This is a true story. I've been this far away from Jerry West's dick. This is a true story. We're going to take a quick pause <laughs> for, uh, for a station identification. <laughs> so winning time, uh, this is the show that uh, broke uh, these two up because Will Ferrell wanted to play Jerry Buss. Yeah. And he made that very clear. And uh, Adam McKay said no. And Adam McKay cast Michael Shannon to play Jerry Buss. And they shot some stuff, and, which I think is very interesting too. Uh, Michael Shannon says, I, I can't do this. <laughs> I don't like it, the, the talking, the breaking the fourth wall. That play worked for you in real estate. What's that? Get the sucker thinking with his little head, not his big one. <laughs> There's that famous Celtic defense. He couldn't, didn't sound like, like some Michael Shannon. He's just like, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to do it. So he leaves the project. Will Ferrell's like, great. great. Now you now cast me. And still, no. And so I don't obviously know the details of how he, they handled that communication, but two opportunities for him to cast his best, his friend, best friend in the role that he, I mean, Will, if anyone knows Will Ferrell publicly, he's a huge sports fan, huge California sports fan. Yeah. He, he, he played in uh, nine baseball games in yeah. spring training. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's, we were there for the Giants that, that year. I, I didn't say. get to meet him. That was bullshit. I know. He just loves California sports yeah. specifically. I'm sure he's a huge Lakers fan. And so, so he says no, and that ends their friendship. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, it's, it's petty. It's, I don't, there's more to it probably than I know. It's not petty. But it's, 
it's, I immediately thought, oh, Ev's gonna get huge on his own, doing great stuff, and I'm gonna say, um, uh, please, Mr. Duran, please, please help me. And you're gonna go, get away from me, peasant. People are Shine right. my shoes. Yes. Here's the thing. I, com I completely agree with Adam McKay on this. I'm, I'm big, big Adam McKay side. I, I, I disagree. No, John C. Riley is the correct choice. Like, he is a better choice for that role. He is A, a much better actor than Will Ferrell. Correct. B, he looks just like Jerry <laughs> Buck. He is perfect. He is perfect. Well, he cast, cast him the first time. I know, but that's crazy. If he's so, if he's so crazy. Michael Shannon, that hack. All right. I'll give you some time. Pray to God. Tell him to come down and stop me. Yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great actor. I, I, and like, I, could, I would be super interested to see Will Ferrell in that role because it'd just be like, Will Ferrell hasn't really done anything impactful in some time. So it would be fun to see him get like a, a kind of later half career renaissance in like a dramatic role that he really embodies. But the, the correct choice was made. And that's... Listen. Listen, you ascend, you ascend to a certain level. Here's the thing, though. You're just trying to justify the end of our friendship, no, and I don't like it. No, and I don't like it. Because I feel this way about anybody. Because anybody in my life that, like, well, no, it's like, why did you put me in it? Why don't you put me in everything? Like, no. Like, it's, you gotta, you, you need to be inspired. Adam McKay deserves to be inspired to do what he thinks is right in his creative projects, too, without, like, feelings getting wrapped up. Like, he doesn't think Will Ferrell's right. He doesn't think he's right. But it's sad, to me it was like, man, I want some relationships to last because of Hollywood. Because Hollywood seems like the thing that will crush everything. It does. And fame, success, money, just- and I cannot wait. <laughs> I can't wait to burn my head to the ground. Fucking roll over me like a bulldozer. <laughs> Oh, it just seems to destroy it me. Seems <laughs> destroy me. Jesus, Jesus, guys. Do you see what I have to live with here? Uh, I, I just, I want some things, buddy. Let's talk about Will Ferrell and the other guys. The, the reason we are here, 45 minutes. Yeah. This to me was super memorable, the other guys. Because it's Will Ferrell doing something different than all of the films that he did before this was what it felt like. Okay. And, and it was like, like wow, Will, Will Ferrell should actually try to play characters sometimes <laughs> because he's really funny. He's not doing the Will Ferrell bit from Talladega Nights and Step Brothers and Anchorman where he's just like a fucking buffoon idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like th those are like, uh, and then he got on that role where he did Semi-Pro, which was like funny. Like I love Semi-Pro, I think it's underrated. Thank you, I was I gonna say that. I think Semi-Pro is underrated. It's yeah. one of Will Ferrell's better. But then he goes on, he has like Blades of Glory. And then he does like another one just like that. There was a series of like, I'm doing like sports centric films. We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. Lady Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. I'm not skating to anything with references to Lady Humps? I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. So I love that Will Ferrell is doing something different and playing like a more mellow, like he has character traits. You know what I mean? Like he has a personality that's not just like, I'm yeah. fucking buffoon. Right. Well, and then he I say like 80% and then also he's a pimp. Yeah, you know, it's like hilarious. It's very funny. It's a funny bit. <laughs> it's a funny bit. There's a lot of funny bits. A lot of funny bits. <laughs> I could talk about the comedy for a long time. And, and he will. <laughs> so now it's hour three of the. Woo, 
that time when they're playing good cop, bad cop, and he goes, no, I thought you said good, bad cop, worse cop. <laughs> yeah. And like, he does the, the ah, yeah, ah, we, I'm make you eat a piece of shit. You know, like, he's, he's, that's Wolf, that's Will Ferrell. That yeah. is classic. Well, that, that part just being a small it's part a small of it. Part it's of funny. It. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this was nice. This is like, a we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I agree. He's really good in this movie. And for a long time, I was kind of a Will Ferrell I wouldn't say hater. You are a Will Ferrell hater. But I didn't. I, I just, have it on. We have film. I oh, have do it, we? I don't think we do. Insert clip, Keith. <laughs> Future Keith. I don't hate it. It's it's very funny. You uh, say you it somewhat happily, though. Like, yeah, that's funny. No, because it's not that good. Just, <laughs> I just thought he was very, he was so limited. And I didn't like that. Like, when he was on Saturday Night Live, everybody fucking loved him. And I was like, that guy's fine. Like, I just didn't like. It was and then he so came out and he was doing all those movies that were so similar, and I was like, like I like to be cool. I was like, fuck this guy. Like, you're, you're, there's so many things I need to argue. But the, the, the movies that you're referring to are later in his career, yes. which I would tend to agree. Like, Blades of Glory is late 2000s. So what were the ones that he was doing when he came out? Anchorman was was his first big one. Like, old school Anchorman. Old school, uh, oh, yeah, I argue. Old, school is, old school's great because he's... Not the main, he's not the lead. Correct, he, and he shouldn't be, I don't, I agree, that I agree with. He should not be the main. He should be your number three in everything. He should, that's why he's great in old school. Old school, he is three. It's, it's the, the best, best version of him. And it is the best version of him. You're, you're probably, you're probably, two or three. I could give you two if we wanted to argue about it, but I'll, I'll settle at three. I don't, I don't fully disagree. Two and a half. I'll take it. Deal. Two and a half. Deal. We'll take it. Okay. <laughs> the the wave that Will Ferrell sent. I mean, this is just going to be a Will Ferrell diatribe. But like the wave that Will Ferrell sent through comedy is unprecedented. I think he deserves the credit for. I, I don't want to say creating a a, a, a subgenre of comedy. That might be too dramatic. But that I drive a Dodge Stratus. Like that. That that like. That's a funny sketch. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> You know, like that type of like every man just like breaking, like yeah. losing yeah, their yeah, mind yeah, yeah. Is, is, is something that didn't exist before. Like he took Phil Hartman and, and dialed him in to a, to a place that, that no one had seen before. And then with him and Adam McKay, that Anchorman style of ad lib, that Judd Apatow style of ad lib, I'm gonna shout stuff out on, on set, let you guys riff, put good comedic talent in the same room, see what happens. So I think he deserves credit. He deserves so much credit for that. You've got a dirty, whorish mouth, that's what you have. What's your favorite bit? What's your favorite joke? That's tough, that's tough. The first things that come to mind. The gator scene is, is very funny, but it wouldn't be my favorite. I think. The things I like the most, off the top of my head, as someone who has not watched this movie super recently, I love. Uh, you don't tell them how the sausage is made. You don't tell them about the sausage. I'm busy. I'm a, I'm a world famous filmmaker. I'm traveling <laughs> the world. Uh, I really always liked that. I mean, I love everything Mark Wahlberg does. You do. We, we haven't talked about, about Mark Wahlberg yet, but, but this movie I think is really a great return to form for him to comedy, which I think is something that he's really good at, but he keeps making these brainless action movies. It's like, just do comedy, you're really funny. Uh, but one of my favorite little things is that, the, the I don't know, it's a callback two or three times that happens, that like, he talks about how uh, these things that he learned how to do to, to 
to, to bully the gay kid in his neighborhood. <laughs> but it's, it just helps make him a more cultured, better person. <laughs> yeah. And that shit yeah. kills me. That is, that is a fantastic bit. He's doing these perfect pirouettes. It's like this hatred, this stupid hatred you have has made you a, such a better, more like well-rounded person. Yes. We used to do those dance moves to make fun of guys when we were kids, show them how queer they were, okay? You learned to dance like that sarcastically? Yeah, I guess. I love that. It is that that bit and that it's recurring is is fantastic. The the best the the funniest thing in that in that film, the thing that makes me laugh the absolute hardest is again one of the smallest lines, just like Kingpin, one of the smallest lines in the film. It's right in the beginning. Dancing in high span! Free hot dogs! For life! No drinks! No drinks! I can't do it! I can't do it! It's, it's like so, so. I can't do it. I can't, guys, I can't do it. In the real world, there's consequences. It makes me laugh so hard because it paints such a delicate picture of that man's life that he really can't afford. Like he's backed himself into a corner and he can no longer. He's thinking about his family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just crumbling yeah. yeah. uh, because he's made this this great promise that he can't back up financially. And uh, that guy's life getting ruined makes me laugh <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I also don't want another moment to go by before we credit Steve Coogan, who I think is hilarious. Gentlemen, you have a choice. Mamma Mia or Jersey Boys. In, 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 in anything he's in. A lot of stuff. In anything he's in, he's like low-key kind of the best part. Yeah. Like he's so funny. Like I, so dry. Yes. Hang on, hang on, one second. Just, I'll be right. We're gonna take a... No, no, no. I just gotta... Every night, every night before dinner, I do, uh, I drink a High Life. I drink a High Life 40, and then, uh... Oh, and then mango White Claw. Oh, and then, Jesus! And then, uh, I really start drinking. Guys, guys, no bueno. This is not... I don't like it. I don't... This... These are so healthy that you actually lose weight while you drink them. This episode brought to you by White Claw. Grab a White Claw and grab the experience of a lifetime. Woo! Herpes may or may not be included in each can. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's every can. <laughs> why, um, why do you hate Mark Wahlberg, Keith? I don't hate Mark Wahlberg. This is, this is one of his best comedic roles. I'm trying to think if I like a, uh, one. We guy. already had this argument. He's, he has four comedic roles, so you have to... Of course, it's one of his best. I'm trying to think if it is his best. I think it is. I'm trying to think of his other com comedic roles. You probably say I Heart Huckabees. Is I think I Heart Huckabees is his best performance. And I would and say it is. It's very funny. And I think Boogie Nights is a hilarious performance, but in all the right ways, yeah. not, like it's perfect. Like, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's hilarious because his character and his naivete yeah. and stupidity is hilarious. Would you, did we, I know we had an episode about it. Is that a comedy to you? No, no, I would say it's, no. It's but... like an absurdist. I mean, it's not absurdist. I'm sorry. It's it's like it's a comedy drama uh, that leans to me more heavily on just like real life drama, which is inherently funny because of the absurdities of life. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It's funny, funny because these characters are like because they just get in a crazy real situation. And, and wild. Yeah, yeah, it's just wild. So yes, I, that I agree with. And I've never seen either of the the Daddy's Home franchise. So I cannot speak. I'm so pissed. The, uh, real quick aside about Daddy's Home. This movie is set up for a sequel, 
and we never get it, but we get two daddy's homes. Yeah. It's the same, I feel wow. like the daddy home, daddy, daddy home one, and uh, daddy, daddy still home two. Daddy, daddy still home. <laughs> is, is, should have been a, a, another guy's two. And that, that d deprives me, because clearly they like working together. Clearly these two yeah. like working together, and why, why not do another other's other you guy's? You know what the answer is, without having seen either of the, the dad I home? Uh, is the audience is stupid. And so I bet you Daddy's Home was much more successful. The first, first one was, yeah. Yes. yes. First and one was the other, other guys. guys. And that's probably, probably because I would imagine that Daddy's Home is much more easily digestible. <laughs> it's it's uh, the McDonald's compared to, uh, you know. I mean, the other guys is probably the Olive Garden. It's not like it's, it's not, not amazing. Well, that's, I mean, that's high praise. The, the OG. To certain, certain audience, audience members, members I know. know. The, the Olive Garden. Garden. Oh, bellissima. It's uh, very, uh, very tasty. <laughs> Sir, can I take my face out the pasta now? Whenever I want to thread my wife, I tell her I'm going to take her to Olive Garden. Yeah. That is the word that gets her, gets her attention pretty quick. I'm going to take, take you to Olive Garden. You, you don't, don't start, start acting right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. like Monique to me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, we got to go to Olive Garden. Hey, okay, baby. Anything, <laughs> what do we need? Anything what else? Do we need? What do you want? I'll do anything. Well, do I have a necklace? <laughs> what, what can we do to not go to Olive Garden? Yeah, yeah. That's, my wife is the same way. She like throws up in her mouth every time I bring it up. Nicole's a smart lady. She's very smart. She's made one mistake. <laughs> just, just one. One grave mistake. Very grave mistake. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot we haven't talked about. I know. We haven't about really it. talked about this movie. The movie. To me, the, that this film feels exactly the same when I watch Point Break now. It okay. feels very like they're both satirical. I can't take Point Break seriously because I look at this movie and I go, this movie's doing the same thing, but playing it for laughs. Yeah. Because of Point Break, like they look at Point Break and they go, these, these cop movies where they just like, everything's over the top. So over the top. Uh, and and overdramatic and melodramatic. Yeah. And that's who Mark Wahlberg is in this. He's this hard-nosed cop who wants the, I want that action, I'm yeah. gonna get. I'm a peacock, Captain. You gotta let me fly on this one. Great quote, great quote. It's the, one of the best quotes of the I used to yell that at Keith all the time at one of our jobs. Correct. <laughs> you gotta let me fly, man. And you do, you gotta let him fly. You gotta let me fly. You gotta let him fly. Quit putting rules on <laughs> You can't shackle him down. He does it so well. That, that you look at a, a, a serious movie like Point Break and the, 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 the parallels, they could be interchangeable in my opinion to a certain extent. I got two more great bits. Okay, I got a hundred more and great bits. one annoying bit, which is another reason why I think some down. people are up and down on the film. Okay. Because some bits go on a little too long. That's, that's, no, 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 that is the nature of these films. Sure. Is that you let people play and then, and then they play too long. Yeah, sometimes you play, play a little too long. <laughs> it's dinner time. It's, it's, come it's on, dinner time. Come in. The bell's ringing. So uh, another bit that I absolutely love, which will kill me until the end of time, is Mark Wahlberg not believing that Eva Mendez is his, is his wife. <laughs> I'm Dr. Sheila Gamble, his wife. Come on, seriously, who is that? His old lady. His performance, his line delivery of like, no, come on, who is that? <laughs> no, really, who is that? Is fucking like Oscar level. Yeah. Like that shit is so funny because she's so beautiful and he is in such disbelief and, and it's so genuine. Like his, his, his authenticity and his genuineness yeah. is like touching. It's so strong. Like, no, come on, seriously, who is that? Like that's really, really funny. And the actor, I should know his name because he's in literally everything, including most comedies, who's the, uh, who's reading the condition I of the car. I just said his name when I looked it up and yeah. now I'm blanking on it. 
that, that Hubble, guy. Hubble, Huber, Hubble, Hubble, Rob, Hubble, Rob, Hubble, Rob, Hubble. You know what that's called when they do that in there? It's called a soup kitchen. It's pretty rough stuff. Him doing his improv of that, because yeah. I feel like I saw a deleted scene of him doing that, where he's describing for like half an hour. Yes. Like, oh, and the placenta blew out all over the back seat. Like that shit is really, really yeah. funny. Smell my fingers. I'm not gonna just <gasps> smell it. I'm not gonna do that. What is that? <laughs> Someone started a community garden in there, so that's a positive thing. The most annoying bit that goes on too long, I think, off the top of my head, is the grandma. He says things I can't say. It involves a, a, a mannequin hand and, and an electric shaver taped to a golf club. That to me is like, it's funny. It's very funny. It's a very funny setup. But like, it becomes very predictable and they have her go back and forth like five times or something. Yeah, it's funny to make grandma so like, say weird stuff. Fucking third time, you're like, okay. I get what this is, and this is a nitpick, it's small. But like, it's, it's, it, there's, a, there's a couple of those throughout the film where you're like, you can understand where like, your, your average viewer might like lose some momentum, because you're like, okay, okay, okay yes, yes, this is funny. And then, you know, it kind of fizzles, fizzles and she shows, shows yeah, it's like, okay, yes, you're gonna have grandma describe sex acts, you know, like, I, I get it, I get it. It was funny the first two times. <laughs> the next three times, it's not like, okay. <laughs> I just want to talk about more things that I liked about the film, because yes, we please. haven't talked about Michael Keaton and his performance, because yes, yes. I think he is the funniest part of the whole film. Yes. I think Michael Keaton's performance uh, and his character is the funniest part of the other guys. Like, hands down. He like, should be in, in the movie, movie more. He should be in the movie more. He's, he is, he is he the consistently best part. all of the best lines, like every line that I like other than my hot dog vendor line. <laughs> he has the, his TLC bit. One more thing, do me a favor. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Is that accidental or are you trying to quote TLC on purpose? Yep. That he just keeps coming back to and yeah. then pretends he doesn't know. I it just, I think is, well, for the end of time, I will think is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, when just the, the fact, fact that he's working, working at Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond. Beyond. The Bed Bath & Beyond, <laughs> when the, the here's, here's the best part of this joke. It's a, it's, it's a throwaway line up front because he, cause he, cause he just says it up, like earlier in the film. He's like, I, gotta, I work another job at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. And he go, ha, 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 that's funny. Yeah. And then you see a whole scene with him yeah. in Bed Bath & Beyond, and when he says there's a serial rapist. You got a serial rapist in Crown Heights. I, oh, jeez, I'm sorry. That's from my other job. Ignore that, forget that. Well, don't ignore it. If you live in Crown Heights, uh, you know, walk in pairs. That scene is so funny to see it realized where you think uh, just a throwaway line up front is the setup to yeah. a joke an hour and a half later. Yeah. That shit is fucking hilarious. And then he's a completely different person. <laughs> yes. At Bed Bath and Beyond. A hundred percent. He's so nice. nice. Yes. Like, oh, great <laughs> to see you guys. Like he's like customer service centric. It's very it's, funny. It's, it's so funny. I was talking about it before when, uh, how I think this movie is exactly like Point Break. And I'm gonna stick with it. When he says, uh, zip up your pants, this, is a, this dick measuring contest is over. And then he gives like a cocky look, like, yeah. you get yeah, it? Yeah, like you nailed get it. it. Like yeah. fucking nailed that line. That's exactly yeah. what those movies are, just without the look. But the fact that he gives that nod means the world. That, that nod is honestly probably the funniest part of the movie. It's one of the, it's hands down. <laughs> that character is like, so, who is he looking at? Who is he looking at? He's <laughs> yeah. like, you get it, you fucking, I nailed it. I fucking nailed that line. <laughs> Cause I'm the cocky captain yeah, yeah. and I don't take shit from anybody. That's my character, you know who I am. It's fucking genius. It's, he is so funny. It's an underrated performance in, in comedic history. Yeah. I really believe that. I really, really believe well, that. Well, totally reignited his career. I think so. Totally. totally. And brought us to Birdman, which is fucking awesome. 
fantastic. Can we talk about Birdman? Is that one of mine? Well, yeah, we, we did a whole is episode. Is one of my favorites? This is one of your favorites. I should watch that episode. I forget all the episodes we do. <laughs> Let me tell you a little something about Birdman, okay? Well, is that what can we? Are you going to introduce this or, or, or ask it's this every bird, week? It's Birdman. Ah! It's. I don't think it's one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. <laughs> any, any closing thoughts? Are we? Are we to that point? I get. I guess. Um, I guess that's it for us here at the uh, at the old gym. We've been working hard. Working hard or hardly working. You know what I mean? Let's get, Do you want to get, get some weights? Let's get a little B-roll for the fans. Fucking like this shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking oh. just nailing it. Mm. Oh my god. Do you, am I doing it right? <laughs> right now, the lady who owns this place is about to walk in and be like, "Okay, I'm calling the police." Yeah.